In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, how many of you here today either have already or will be hosting some sort of group or gathering this Christmas season? I know there's some of you out there. Okay. So at least some of you will be able to re- relate. But I would like for all of us uh, this evening to try to imagine that you, yes, you, are hosting some sort of Christmas gathering. And let's imagine that it's going to take place uh, tomorrow afternoon around 4 o'clock. And imagine uh, you woke, you've woken up Christmas morning, maybe you went to church, you opened your presents, you planned and prepared, you got everything ready all day, and now it's time for your guests to come. And uh, the tree is lit, the decorations are hung, uh, the mouth-watering smells are wafting in from the kitchen, the appetizers all are all out, the music is playing, the drinks are flowing, and everything is perfect. And, and now your first guests begin to come in. And, and as they do, your, your house is just all of a sudden filled with that Christmas joy. And, and everything's going well. It's one of those maybe rare moments where everyone's getting along, everything's going perfectly, people are laughing and smiling and, and talking, and, and you're just sitting back as the host trying to take all of this in and trying to absorb as much of this Christmas joy as you can. And then at one point, maybe one of your, your guests, they come up to you, and they're just thanking you, right? And uh, sometimes guests do that, and they're, they're saying, you know, your house is beautiful. It just feels like Christmas. Uh, you know, my house is always such a mess. I, I can never do something like this. You make it look so easy. Uh, and maybe it's then that you pause, and you smile, and you take the glass of whatever is sitting in front of you and you take one of these extra long sips and you set the cup down and you say, you have no idea. Uh, Because all your guests see is the joy, right? All they get to experience are the lights and the smells and the appetizers and and, and the decorations that are hung. All, All your guests get to experience are the joy. And that's good. That's all you want them to see. You want your guests to bask in that Christmas joy. But what, but no one else saw was what became before the joy. Uh, what no one else experienced was all of the mess. Uh, no one else saw the argument that was happening over who let the chocolate chip cookies burn in the oven uh, two hours ago. All they saw was the joy. No one else saw the mess of the dog eating the appetizers off of the counter and, and, and the whole family yelling at, at him to get off. No one else saw your kids with their underwear on their head running around the house and you're chasing them around trying to put the toys away and get them dressed before everyone comes. No one else saw the mess of all of those crumbs underneath the couch that you hadn't vacuumed under in like two and a half years. All those other people, they just saw the joy, but no one else saw the mess. But you're a good host. You're a gracious host. And so you don't bring that up. You, you just receive the compliment. You say you're glad to do it. Because really, uh, all of that mess, all of the, the arguing, arguing and the last-minute trips to the grocery store because you forgot the flour, all of that mess was worth it in order to see your guests bask in that Christmas joy. Well, brothers and sisters, uh, Our God today, I think nothing makes him happier than to see us bask in that Christmas joy as we gather together to celebrate the birth uh, of our Savior, God's Son, and to receive his gifts of life and grace and mercy and forgiveness, all these things. Nothing makes God happier than for us to come together and to bask in that joy. And and so it is so good that, that all of you, that we are here together to do just that this evening. But... But I also think that it's somewhat important to remember that before there was any of this joy that we might be experiencing this evening, before any of that joy, there was was a whole lot of mess. Before any of us could feel any sort of Christmas peace this evening, there was a messy birth in a manger. 
and maybe the only ones who can really appreciate how messy that was are the moms who are with us, right? Giving birth in a manger with animals and all of their hay and all of their, their hair ending up everywhere. That was a messy birth. And, and before we could ever experience the peace and the hope of this Christmas season, there was Mary and Joseph and little baby Jesus fleeing for their lives to Egypt because Herod was killing all of the little babies two years old and younger. And before any of our hearts today could be lightened and filled with love, there, there was Jesus being mocked and ridiculed and made fun of because he cared about and loved and spent time with outcasts and sinners and, and people whom the world had rejected. Before any of us could experience any joy today, there was a messy cross, a crucifixion, a sacrifice for, for the sins of the world. Before any of us today could experience any joy, there was a whole lot of mess. But you see, for God, all of that mess was worth it. <laughs> He's the gracious host who, who opens his door wide and, and tells us to come on in. And he's not afraid to get his hands dirty because he loves us. He, he doesn't waffle. He doesn't waver. He, he, he endures our mess in order to bring us joy tonight. Now, sometimes I, I do kind of wonder sometimes why it had to be that way. And maybe you've thought the same thing. Like, why did there have to be a messy manger? Why did there have to be a messy cross? Couldn't there have been some some easier way, some more antiseptic, cleaner way of, of bringing us this joy, which hopefully we're feeling at least in part today. And, but you see, I think that God had to endure our mess uh, because we are messy people. <laughs> our lives are filled with messes of family arguments and broken relationships and failed marriages. Our, our lives are messy with, with wounds and hurts that we've carried around with us sometimes since our youth and we just can't seem to shake them. Our, our lives are are messy with things like cancer and, and heart attacks and, and tears that come down our faith, face as we grieve people that we've loved and now lost. Our, our lives are messy. And, and so God, in his loving mercy, didn't stay up there in his comfortable heavenly throne. He, he entered into our mess. He came here into this messy world to get his hands dirty, to, to live the life that he did in order that today we might have that joy. That is an amazing love of a God who would, who would endure all of that mess for us. And I think the closest that we get to the, that uh, here on earth, um, at least that I've seen, is the kind of love that parents have for their kids, right? Because parents, uh, we don't need to share stories today, but you have probably all endured a lot of messes for your kids, haven't you? A lot of messes. And, and you do that because it's worth it and because you love your kids and because you, you want to see them filled with joy. But but that's the kind of love that we just don't see apart from parents very often. For example, if, if you uh, were to walk up to me, I don't know, while I was shopping in the grocery store and I was picking things off the shelf and putting them in my cart, and if you were to walk up to me uh, with your baby in your arms, and if you were to say, Pastor, uh, Peter, uh, my baby's diaper, huge mess, explosion everywhere. Can you handle this mess for me while I go shopping? Uh, do you know what I would say to you? I would look at you very piously and very politely, and I would say, uh, Ma'am, sir, I will pray for you. Uh, the Lord bless you and keep you. And then I would be out of that grocery store as fast as I could because that is not my child, and that is not a mess that I am willing to adore, but endure. But parents, you endure those messes all of the time for your kids uh, because the mess is worth it because you love your kids and you want nothing more than to see their joy. Uh, my parents have endured plenty of my messes, and uh, they're here every once in a while, so maybe you can ask them next time, and they can share you one of their stories. I can remember one mess that they endured for me. I, uh, 
I remember vividly, I was driving from St. Louis, Missouri, up to uh, Chicago, Illinois, well, back to Mount Prospect. Um, I, had, I had just actually come to St. Louis a few days prior. I packed up my things, and I was getting ready to begin uh, studies at the seminary, uh, four years of school, in order to be a pastor. And I was excited, and I was ready, and I got down to the seminary uh, in St. Louis, and after some meeting with staff there and, and, and talking about financial aid and loans and all of these things, uh, I found out that, that right then at that moment was not going to be the time for me to go to seminary. I just wasn't financially able. Four years of school is expensive. And after talking with some of the staff and people there, they, they suggested that maybe I, I wait a year, work a little, figure some finances out, and then start again seminary the, the following fall, which is what I did. But, but you can imagine here I was all ready to go, packed up my car, told everyone that I knew that I was going, and now I was heading back up home, uh, back up with mom and dad. And as I was driving, I think I was frustrated. I was angry at God for what was going on. I was confused because I thought this was the plan. Uh, I was hurt. I, I was everything. And I remember calling my parents to, to let them know that I was coming back and hopefully they hadn't renovated my room. And I remember calling my dad and, or calling my parents and my dad answered the phone and I have no idea what he thought. Well, maybe I have some ideas of what he thought as he probably shook his head and thought, oh no, uh, what is going on? Why can't this kid figure out his life? And, you know, he could have said, well, too bad, see you later. Hope you find some place to stay tonight. Maybe we can grab coffee next week and uh, hope you figure out that mess. But that's not what he said. He, he invited my mess back into his life, back into his home. I remember my dad in his confusion too over all of this saying, Peter, we're going to make this happen. Whatever it takes, we're going to be there for you. We're going to help you. Uh, we're going to take on your problem. If you need uh, financial help, we're going to f- figure out a way to make this happen. We want you to be back there at the seminary next fall. So when you get home, we're, we're going to work on this. My, my parents were inviting my mess back into their lives. They were welcoming my mess, my burdens, my cares, my worries, my anger, all of it back into their lives. They endured that mess because they loved me. And and you see, that's what God did for us when he came down into this world. He, he jumped down out of that heavenly throne into this messy world because he loves you. And for him, all of the mess was worth it uh, to see you filled with that Christmas joy, the joy of your Savior, Jesus. In our reading for today, the angels show up. And, and that familiar story, right? The angels come and they come to the shepherds and they appear and they say uh, that they have come to bring good news of great joy for all people. And I love that whole line. I love everything about it, that God has come to bring us good news, not bad news, not sad news, not judgmental news. He's come to bring us good news. And that good news of Jesus, of the, the creator of the universe and the maker of the moon breaking into humanity, that brings great joy. And God wants us to have great joy, which tells us something about what kind of God we have, that he wants to see us full of joy. And then the last line, that, that God came to bring good news of great joy for all people. All people. See, maybe you're here today and you're thinking to yourself that your life is not too messy. You know, your wife loves you and your kids tolerate you and the work is good and and the 401k is set and maybe you look at your life today and think life is pretty good it's not too messy well we see the gift of gift of christmas is that god came here today maybe for that moment when your life does come become messy and at that moment when you realize that that you got some things underneath the couch that you haven't seen in a while some messes that you've been kind of pushing off well well god came on christmas to bring you good news of great joy 
Or maybe you're here today and your life is very clearly a mess and it is out of control. And maybe you look at your life and, and maybe you're different from everyone else or, or maybe your messes just seem out of control and you think, okay, I, I understand that God came, but, but for me and my mess, and, and the answer is yes, God came for you, for, for all of your messes, no matter what the mess is, no matter how big it is, God came here, born in a manger, died on a cross in order that today we might celebrate as we are, in order that we might bask in that Christmas joy. Merry Christmas, everyone. In Jesus' name, amen.